my friends to the Odyssey of Learning podcast. My name is Hunter. Courtney's not with me, but that's no coincidence. For this episode is regarding a project that just my village uh, worked on. If you tuned into the last episode, we talked about the disease research essay, uh, a project that my scholars were focused on for semester one. And now that village two, Courtney's scholars have switched over uh, to science. They are completing the very same essay as we speak. However, if you remember that episode, we talked a little bit about how Village One scholars had the opportunity to synthesize the work that they had put together in some presentable way so that people could stay up to speed on their information about their disease uh, so that they knew everything that they needed to know about the way the disease functions, about the way uh, the disease is perceived in society. And we had a few scholars that took it upon themselves, well, to make a podcast. And so we wanted to showcase these scholars and their efforts. So without further ado, here are some of our scholars and the work that they have produced for the disease research essay. All right, this is my synthesis project, and it's about type 2 diabetes. And this is targeted to anybody who's re been recently diagnosed or anybody that just wants to learn something new. So the term diabetes was first made in 250 BC, but diabetes in it's a Greek term that means to pass through, and mellitus is a Latin term that means sweet or honey. So this is why diabetes is also called diabetes mellitinus, because in around the Middle Ages, between the 5th and 15th century, doctors believed that it has something to do with the kidneys, because people that always came in with diabetes had something to do with their kidneys. But then after that, in 1675, Thomas Willis, which was a pioneer, thought that people with diabetes, their urine tasted sweet. and But that was never proven until Matthew Dobson came around around 1776 and tested it and figured out it was true that their urine does taste like does taste sweeter than regular and in the 18th century an english doctor encountered people with pancreases that were injured and that they had diabetes so then he started to say well maybe it has to do with the pancreas and that's not the kidneys like it was thought before so then people started to look more into it and it was true that it had to do with the kidneys not producing enough insulin or the insulin wasn't as effective as it was, as it was before. Now let's get into the definition of diabetes. So diabetes is a disease that happens in your kidney that it either not creating enough insulin or the insulin isn't as effective as it was before. And insulin is an important part to blood sugar because insulin is like the gateway that, that regulates how much sugar is going into the blood. Therefore, people with diabetes have either super high blood sugar not super high, but have higher than normal. Normal is 100. And also in ancient India, the Indians, the way they used to diagnose people, because it wasn't as high tech as now, where you could just do a screening, they used to pee and they used to see if ants were attracted or they just didn't care about the urine. Because if ants were attracted, it means it was sweet and the ants liked the, liked the taste and they thought it was sweet, so they thought it was like food. So if the ants were attracted, that means the person did have diabetes. And most of the treatments back then were very harsh. So, so in medieval times, the death sentence used to be the treatment. But then 
ancient Greek physicians started to recommend fasting, which is you don't eat until a certain amount of time, even though you're hungry, and carb-free diets or green vegetables or just like healthier, healthier diets. And some even recommended exercise, but it wasn't proven until later. So as you can see, the treatments back then were very harsh. Well, one was the death sentence is like, it's pretty harsh. But now they we have medications such as metformin, which is a medication that reduces the amount of sugar that gets released into your blood so that your blood sugar levels could come down. Or SGLT2, which is, stands for sodium glucose co-transporter 2, which is like a whole group of medications that are for lowering blood sugar. So nowadays you have medication or you have insulin injections, which is where you inject yourself with insulin so yeah, your body doesn't have to make as much insulin as and work as hard as it used to. So it's easier for your body to regulate the amount of sugar that's going into your bloodstream. And now let's talk about the biological side and how it what's really happening in your body when you're when diabetes when you already have diabetes so diabetes attacks the pancreas which you might already know and it attacks the beta cells that are responsible and those beta cells are responsible for making your insulin and like i said that regulates your the amount of sugar that's goes that goes into your bloodstream it also creates energy from carbohydrates which you get from food and if the if the insulin isn't working isn't working as it was before, so it wasn't as effective, then the beta cells that actually create the insulin then start to get damaged by all the sugar that just keeps building up and building up. So then by the beta cells getting damaged, then the beta cells won't create as much insulin and even effective insulin as it was before. Therefore, your body your blood sugar starts to rise. But also there's something called pre-diabetic, which this is if diabetes is caused soon enough, it can be helped so you don't go into the stage of type 2 diabetes or type 1. And this, you could, you, you can't get cured, but you could like stay in that little like pre-diabetic bubble. So it's recommended by the ADA, which is the American Diabetes Association, that people get screenings to check like if their, if their blood sugars levels are high or if they have diabetes, or like, or they're pre-diabetic or stuff. But this also depends on like, how old are you, if you had it before, and what other medical conditions you may have. So for example, for people that are older than 45, they recommend that they should get screenings every four years, just in case, because diabetes is more likely to hit somebody that's older because they're not usually you don't do as much exercise or you start to eat more when you're older. Well, not eat more, but you start to lose you just start to do less exercise because you're you're tired from working and you don't have as much energy as you were before when you were young. And some symptoms that you may feel when you get diabetes is do you have to you have to go to the bathroom and pee more and your vision it starts to get blurred and you get more thirst and also a common one which is ketones in your urine and a ketone is a byproduct of broken down fan muscle that leaves your body because there's not enough insulin to regulate it 
and then some social stigmas that people have about diabetes is that you either have diabetes because you're overweight and you don't exercise, which type 2 is true, but type 1 could be hereditary or it could be in your genes. And also with people with type 2, some people can have it in their genetics that they're more susceptible to have to getting diabetes at an older age. And another stereotype that people with diabetes have gone through, I just couldn't find an example because you don't really see this in the news, was that supplements, well, that, that like diabetes or, yeah, diabetes in general is curable by supplements or just like a different health style, which is not, you. once you get diabetes, you stay with it for the rest of your life. It can be regulated by, like I said, the metformin and other classifications of medication or insulin injections, like I said previously. But the most healthy way is by eating better and eating healthier and getting more exercise, even if it's just more than you used to.